You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about what makes a great coach. Now, before we get into the episode, I want to make sure that you've headed over to All-Star Cheer and Gymnastics Owners on Facebook, and you have joined that Facebook group if you are a gym owner. It's taking us a little while to get everyone approved right now. Just bear with us. Uh, but we have so many inquiries coming in to join that group that it does take a little bit longer. If you want to make sure that you get added faster, make sure that you answer the membership questions and are actually an owner of your gym. Number two, if you're not a gym owner and you are a coach and are a coach owner, head over to All-Star Cheer Coaches and Owners and join that Facebook group uh, where you can join as long as you are a coach or an owner. Sorry, no parents. Uh, If you are an industry professional, you can be in those groups, but you can't be advertising unless you are a preferred sponsor of NextGen. Becoming a preferred sponsor is something that you can apply for. We do vet our sponsors to ensure that they're delivering great quality products to our clients, Uh, but you can join that group as well. And head over to nextgenowners.com, subscribe to our blog, join to get all of that great content from Danielle, check out information on how to join the academy or find information on how to get your own staff portal, which is something I talked about on another episode. Um, but there's all sorts of great resources on our nextgenowners.com group or page. And then last but not least, if you love this episode, share it with someone who you think would get something out of it. Uh, the more that this episode and this podcast gets out there, the more gyms we can positively impact and people we can help along the way. So let's get into what makes a great coach and why I want to talk about this. So right now I am seeing constant advertisements and postings and things of people who are looking for coaches to join uh, programs who are out there saying we are hiring. And the most common thing I see posted on big, large Facebook groups and things like that is, uh, you know, looking for a great coach to join our team, uh, competitive wages must have uh, experience or extensive experience must spot levels one through six must be a great coach. Um, and it, that that's kind of the criteria and almost every single one of them says, uh, must be a excellent coach or great coach or something like that. So that's a really nebulous term though. So I thought, you know what, let's talk about what I think makes a great coach. And I'm going to talk through some things that I think are, are really, really, important and it's not going to be all encompassing and I'm actually going to steer away from skills. So number one is the number one thing making a great uh, coach is they connect and work well with kids. Now, what does that mean? So they understand how to make those connections with athletes where they know how to be a mentor. They know how to be someone that the athletes are going to trust and are going to listen to while also maintaining that position of authority. And they know how to do that well with a good presence. Now we've all seen those coaches out there who are the do as I say, not as I do coach that coach that is always going to, you know, discipline athletes for not being on time or not knowing what it is that they're doing or not wearing the correct apparel or any one of those things, yet they're always not on time. They don't know what's going on. They forget things. They 
have stuff fall through and they don't hold themselves to that same standard. Or the coach that says, you're going to respect me because I'm a coach and you're going to respect me. And they don't understand that they still need to earn respect. While they should have an expectation of respect and the athletes should give them respect because they are in a position of authority, that doesn't mean they're going to get the same level of respect and cooperation as they would if they earn it. So they have that ability to connect with athletes and show them that they are someone who is knowledgeable, someone to be respected, and they know how to make that that connection. The bulk of my interview questions relate to things around this subject. I'm oftentimes asking, what would you do in this scenario? I actually give my interviewees scenarios where I'm asking them, hey, you have this going on. How are you going to handle that? Because I want to know if they're thinking through all of the different aspects of being a great coach, because it's really easy to coach a skill to some extent, right? I can teach anyone on how to teach the skills with time and understanding. You can learn how to coach a back handspring. You can learn how to coach a full up. You can learn how to coach someone through a double full doesn't mean you're going to be the best at it, but you can learn that. What's very, very hard to learn and and improve on because it's it's a skill that does need to be cultivated, but is a much harder one to find is the ability to connect with people, the ability to be personable, the ability to have those interpersonal skills with their athletes. Because athletes that feel welcomed and feel cared for and feel like they're in a place where they are valued are much more likely to stay in a program longer. So number one is that they have to be able to connect and work well with kids. All right. They've got to be able to do that. There are some amazing people out there, some amazing coaches uh, who coach at maybe higher levels that would be horrible coaches in my gym because they're not meant to work with youth. They're not meant to work with kids. Uh, if you've ever heard me present at conferences, I'll tell you, one of the hardest things to do is coach the like youth age ranges because they don't know nothing about nothing. Like they literally, you tell them how to straighten their leg, half of them don't even understand what muscles go into straightening their leg. So you have to break things down so far if they don't have that ability to connect with kids, they don't have the ability to work well with them by breaking it down and putting it into their language and you know, helping them understand how to do things, they're not going to be a great coach. So that's the number one. Number two, I already mentioned this on the athlete side, but earns and deserves the respect of their peers. So this is someone that is going to come into the gym and they're going to be a team player. They're not someone who's going to strut around and say, look, I have so many championships under my belt, or look at this routine that I did that won all of these accolades, or look at this one athlete that I coached who was really, really great. Um, they're someone who, by the way that they conduct themselves, by the way that they care for people, by the way that they interact with other staff members, earn and deserve that respect. They don't just expect it from other people on staff, which I think is a really, really hard thing to learn how to do and is sometimes lacking in this industry uh, when you find people who may be uh, knowledgeable. Sometimes they, they struggle here. So this is something that I think makes a great coach is that they deserve and earn the respect of their peers and they don't just expect it. And they do that by being on time, by doing the right thing, by 
caring about teams other than their own. You know, that's one of the things that always stands out to me as a great coach is a coach in my gym who may not coach another team, but they know, generally speaking, the layout of that team's routine. They're willing to step in and cover a practice. They're willing to step in and help out. They're willing to work with those athletes uh, in private lessons and know what it is they need to get better at. Those are the things that make a great coach. And they're doing that by carrying themselves uh, in the proper manner and by being a team player. Like that's the biggest one is they've got to be a team player because your gym is a team. And if your staff is fragmented and everyone's just focused on doing their own thing and not supporting anyone else, you're not going to get nearly as far as you can if they are working on the same team. Number three is they have to be open to growth. Now, this is where that ability to learn skills comes into play. I am immediately put off by any coach that acts like they don't have anything left to learn. You have to be open to growing. You have to have a growth mindset to be a great coach because the moment you stop evolving as a coach, the moment you start thinking you have it all figured out is the moment you're going to get your butt kicked because this sport is constantly changing. It's constantly evolving and there's always more to learn. So you have to be open to growing, which means you have to be open to feedback. You have to be open to hearing you're not doing things the best possible way. You have to be open to counter opinions and counter ideas. You can't just be that coach who says, well, I do things this way because that's the way I've always done it. Or I did it this way when I won this competition way back when. Congratulations. Any coach who's been around for a little while has won some prestigious events at some point in time. Like they've, if they've had the opportunity to compete at them multiple times, they've had some success. Now, maybe they haven't won NCA, but maybe they've won cheer sport or maybe they've won summit or maybe they haven't. Like those things are not the be all end all. It is an openness to growth, a willingness to learn, a willingness to know that you don't have every single thing figured out. Like I myself, as a coach, am always looking for more information, more ways that I can grow my skill sets. Uh, I'm, I'm almost voracious about it. I'm always looking for new things. The coaches that I have seen throughout the country that are the best at their jobs, some of the best tumbling instructors out there, some of the best stunting instructors out there, they are always looking for new information. They're always willing to grow. They're never sitting back and saying, I know it all. When they get the opportunity to learn from someone someone who is smarter than them or just learn from anyone, they can go into a room and they can listen to a class by someone who maybe is not as accomplished as them and go in with the humbleness and the openness to say, maybe this person knows something that I don't know and I can learn from them. And that openness is so critical to being a great coach. That's only going to help them continue to grow. And then that will help their athletes and their teams continue to grow. And the last thing that I think is absolutely important to being a great coach is that they believe in being a great employee. If I want someone to be a great coach in my program, they have to also be a great employee. Now, what do I mean by this? I mean that they show up on time. They take vacation through the approved systems. They make sure that their classes are covered or their practices are covered. They are open to feedback. They meet uh, goals and objectives and benchmarks for their team. They submit things for review like they're told to do. They follow the program. They follow the systems. 
and they are a fantastic employee. This has been one of the challenges that I've had over the years, and I think I've gotten a lot better at cracking that nut, but having those conversations with staff members and being like, look, you're a good coach, but you're a horrible employee, which makes you not a great coach at all. And it makes me not want to employ you. It makes me want to employ someone else who will be a great employee, who maybe isn't as skilled as you on a knowledge standpoint, but can come in and do the job and be a better employee and be more reliable and more consistent, which therefore makes their teams and their program more reliable and more consistent. So they have to believe in being a great employee. They have to understand that that is important too, that it's not just about your how well you can break down a back tuck or a double full or a layout or a high to high tick or any of those things. It's not about just your ability to do that. It's about your ability to be a great employee and do the things that you are responsible for. Do you do your chores? Do you do you clean up after yourself? Do you care for the program as a whole? Uh, and then everything we already talked about, whether they, you know, do you connect and work well with your kids? Do you earn and deserve respect of your peers? Are you open to growth and feedback and learning, which makes you a great employee? Now, I think it is really, really important at this stage where we're all at right now, as I'm recording this, I'm a week out from getting, from going to worlds um, for, or from my world showcase. And it is that time of year where we are hiring. Everyone's hiring because some staff have decided they're going to move or some staff are just going to take a break from coaching or people have decided they don't want to do it anymore. Any one of a million different reasons. Um, one of my, my great staff members told us she's applying for a job that might take her out of the state. And that means that I'm going to have to replace her. And so everyone is in that kind of that hiring mode and that, uh, okay, we got to find people mode. And it is really important that you are prepared and you understand what it takes to be a great coach and a great employee. And you know what it is that you are looking for. Now, if you've heard us present at conferences and talk about staffing, you've probably heard a lot of us say the best way to get great staff is to, to home grow them, to train them yourself. And I still do believe in that. I do believe that the best way to get great people who understand your method are people who have come up in your program. That's not the only way to do it, though. There are other ways to get amazing staff people, um, but it is a little bit harder and it then really, really falls to what are your onboarding systems like? And going back to kind of an episode I did, I think three or four episodes ago, where I said your onboarding probably needs work. You need to go back to that because are you onboarding and training your staff correctly and setting them up for success? So what I want you to do leaving this episode is just like we would do with clients where we would create our ideal client avatar. I want you to create what your ideal coach avatar looks like. What does your coach, the perfect coach that you want to hire look like? You know, what are they between a particular age range? Do they have a certain set of life skills? Are, are they male or female? Um, what are the things that perfectly encapsulate what you are looking for in a great coach. Okay. You want to build that avatar and you want to know who you want before you're going to actually find them because otherwise you're kind of guessing. And then you can actually create a plan to find people who fit your avatar. If you're looking for a certain age range or you're looking for a certain set of experience, then you can start to go out 
and you can start to recruit. You can start to ask questions geared towards answering the things that you're looking for when it comes to your staff. You have to know who it is you want before you try and fill that role. If you just kind of arbitrarily say you've got to know how to do coaching and you've got to be able to spot some skills, you're not going to get as high of a quality return on your staffing because you haven't taken the time to define what a great coach looks like in your program. And these are just my things. Like you can have your own. So as you leave the episode, create your perfect avatar of a coach. What makes a great coach for you? And what do you want them to look at, look like um, from the perspective of experience and age and demographics and all of those different things? Figure out what it is that you're looking for and then go out and Find that. Make a plan for how you're going to find those people. Maybe you're looking for people who just got out of college, and maybe you're going to go and you're going to reach out to local colleges and you're going to start recruiting. You know, you're going to find those things, but figure out what your client avatar or your your perfect coaching avatar is, and then go and get it and build your marketing to attract those people and get those people into your program. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a quick one. Uh, but it's such an important piece to understand what makes a great coach and define that for your gym and set yourself up for success. As always, if you're looking for another great cheer podcast, you got to check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins. Absolutely great stuff. Uh, Listen to his episodes this last weekend. Um, loved it. Uh, really, really good conversations. I thought he was going to talk about how he uses TikTok. He was actually just live streaming on TikTok. Uh, so I was a little bit off on that one. Um, but make sure that you listen to that. Uh, and if you loved this episode, share it with someone who would get something out of it. And if you have not registered for our conference in Texas, June 23rd through the 25th, this summer of 2023, you got to get registered, get registered for a conference. It's going to be amazing. We're going to be talking about staffing. We're going to be talking about all these different things while we are there and we cannot wait to see you. So make sure you get registered for conference. And with that, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.